0: Welcome to the Hometime Podcast. Bush and Richie here. I'm going to look out the window during this bit, if that's all right. Uh,
1: why don't you tell us what you can see?
0: A couple of people going to a bar. It's not a joke, it's just... That's...
1: Oh, right, OK. Yeah. I was waiting for the bunch, A like.
0: couple of people on a, on a bicycle and I've just seen an ambulance.
1: And they said to the bloke in the bar...
0: Why the long face? <laughs> <laughs> you see, that made me laugh. Yeah, that's right, maybe this could be... Our oh, producer's rubbing his head in his hands at the moment, but this could be a new thing for us, uh, yeah. Tales Tales from, from the window, because you, you see all sorts of, of life out there going on through that window.
1: Tell you what, let's get on with the podcast, and uh, at the end, I'll be at the window. Brilliant, let's do it. See you at the end of this.
0: <laughs> Yesterday marked the Chinese New Year, mm. February the 1st, Year of the Tiger, Uh, wishing our Chinese audience a very Happy New Year, fireworks festivities. I cycled past Trafalgar Square the other night. Loads of great stuff going on there, like a proper party. Uh, And I love Chinese food. I love going to a Chinese takeaway. We've got a brilliant one just round the corner from us in Leon The bit I love about going to have a Chinese takeaway, though, is going in and ordering it. Standing there like Big Sam at the big menu with all the numbers, arms folded in your tracky bottoms, thinking what I'm going to have. And as I'm thinking there, looking for all the different numbers of all these brilliant meals and amazing kind of exotic meals... There's one thing about a Chinese takeaway that I've always found a complete mystery and it's this who's ordering the omelet <laughs> there's always an omelet on there genuine genuine question which people who who are these people that are ordering an omelet because I've never I've never seen anyone eat an omelet from a Chinese never seen anyone order one I've been in there enough <laughs> Who's, have you ever had an
1: omelette? Can I hold my hands up quickly here? Oh, here we go! No, 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 no! I need to do this before before people from my past come and and tell tales on me. Okay, okay. full disclosure. Full disclosure. <laughs> once upon a time, I was that man. Okay, I have
0: matured. What? Well, talk us, tell us through it at the time. What, what would you have with it? Was it just like an omelette on a plate, or with other bits? Lemon or? chicken. So you had chicken in the omelet? Lemon chicken. Oh my, this gets worse. <laughs> I'd have the lemon chicken in the omelet. Amazing. And what was the side with that? Chips. Wow. What, what a legend you were. Two, So two generations of the same animal in one meal. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> and some potato. Really? I mean,
1: why did I even go there in the first place? But
0: uh, we talked about U-turns on the show yesterday. You, you seem to have had like a road to Damascus turnaround. Crispy,
1: aromatic duck. I'm all about the plum sauce and some prawn toast and some chicken satay.
0: You've changed. Oh, I have. He's a better man yes. for it. But and, and I, don't, I don't want to like, you know, be down on people about, uh, who have the omelette because I just genuinely want to know. I think we want to find out on this show uh, what it is that uh, draws people to it. There's obviously people out there who order it, otherwise it wouldn't be on the menu. So <laughs> So look, this is a survey. Maybe we need to tag these people with little clips on their ankles like puffins. <laughs> <laughs> See where they go, where they, what they do, what do they do in the daytime? <laughs> if you're one of these people that has an omelette from a Chinese takeaway, it's Chinese New Year after all. Be honest. <laughs> Any intel? If you order it yourself, uh, like Richie, maybe you lapsed, you, you had it previously. We're not saying it's a bad thing, but you've 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 changed your ways.
1: I feel like my taste buds have matured. I I, I don't want to label those that are eating the omelette, but I feel like back in the day I had immature taste buds. They have now matured. So you're not you're not slacking them off, but but I am kind of kind of a little. Bit. (laughs) Robert Radford,
0: what a name, on Twitter says, I have an omelette. Chicken omelette, chips and peas, plain chow mein and gravy, and some egg fried rice from the family's curry and stuff as well. She's so even grabbing off other people' prawn crackers too. Have done for years, just slightly more grease than if I can make it myself.
1: Carl's holding his hand up as well, says absolutely me. Chicken omelette and chips, no peas all day long. <laughs> no <laughs> peas. How are you even going there, Carl? Boulder's
0: brass. If you do this, uh, this text says we're working at the moment, and our new workmate Christian Davis from Yeovil is blowing his top, <laughs> saying it's not an omelet. We've all told it. this for years. Uh, we've got a takeaway. They always have a takeaway club on the late shift. We're just glad your show has cleared it
1: up for him. Uh, Jordan uh, emails. He says, "I'm in the navy, so you have to live with many people in your room. When we have a new person join to get acquainted, we usually get a takeaway. We had a new guy, uh, a new guy join recently. He asked if he fancied uh, an Indian takeaway. He said that's not my favourite type. So could we please order a Chinese takeaway? Fair enough. We said that's not a problem. So got one called up. When it got, <laughs> when it got to him he said omelette and chips oh wow he didn't make too many friends that (laughs) night this is it
0: and this is a strange thing if you're in a group and everyone's ordering their bits and bobs for a chinese takeaway and someone says omelette and chips Mm. that would be a red flag for me it would be it's a little bit of a red flag a bit put the lotion in the basket Uh, Right, we've got Daniel on the line. Uh, He has omelettes as part of his diet or something. What's your diet that you're on, Daniel? So, um, keto diet, trying to cut out the carbs. So, no Mm. noodles, no rice, unfortunately. Okay, so what is your go-to order? You go in the Chinese, what do you have?
1: Uh, Egg foo young and ribs, normally. Oh, omelette and ribs. Is egg foo young then, is that in in essence? Omelette.
0: Basically, yeah, it's a Chinese omelette. You get some bean sprouts, peas and other bits and bobs in it. I think one of the questions that we were asking was like, uh, you know, what's the difference between the -the run-of-the-mill kind of boring English omelette and then the Chinese one? They they, they do jazz it up a little bit for you then in that case.
1: Yeah, it's got a Chinese vibe to it, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) If you weren't doing the keto diet, you wouldn't necessarily go in and order that. No,
0: I'd, I'd definitely be getting chicken noodles or something. Look at that, he's even dreaming about it.
1: And then keto
0: diet, how's that going? Is that doing all right for you? Yeah, yeah, it's doing okay. Just a dietician says try not to do it for more than three months. It can damage your kidneys' keto diet. Blimey, and what are you having for breakfast tomorrow? Do you know what you're having? Uh, Er... Probably prize, but I'm not really keto in it at the moment. Oh, <laughs> it's a lapsed keto. Go in and get go in and get your noodles tonight then. Text to come in. Uh, it says Bush and Richie, a guy who drinks in my pub, orders two omelets from the Chinese on a Saturday night, but will only order it if the delivery driver can give him a lift home. <laughs> That's just outrageous behaviour, that. Uh, Gerard in Belfast says, I had two omelettes a week for almost nine months. My wife was expecting our second child. She had a proper craving for them from the local Chinese.
1: This one here, cold beans and two slices of bread with a sandwich. Yep, I still have them, says this anonymous person. Uh, A maverick. (laughs) They go their own way. Fair (laughs) play to them. Uh, Catherine's hanging on. Are you having one? Well...
2: I'll be honest with you. Uh, I haven't had one um, recently, uh-huh. but when I do frequent the Chinese takeaway, I um, will have a mushroom omelette. has to be well done because I can't stand anything runny and runny egg. Uh, curry sauce and chips.
0: Now, one of the things that's weird about this, we're trying to learn what it is that makes people tick that want to have uh, an omelette in a Chinese. Do you feel, mm-hmm. in some way, people judge you a little bit for this order? Are you a bit? No, I don't mean ashamed of this order, but are you sometimes a little bit kind of uh, fed up of people picking on you about it.
2: They can judge away because I like my well-done mushroom omelette, curry <laughs> kind of sauce, and
1: chips. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I respect, I respect your uh, your, your opinion there. Uh, I just want to pick you up on the curry sauce. That's surely yeah. no, that—that's just for the chips, right? You're not pouring curry sauce over an omelette. Oh.
2: No, 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 no. It's all over the omelette.
1: Fantastic! You're bold as brass about this. You don't care what people <laughs> she say knows at all. What
0: she likes. She does.
2: If I bring it on, I don't
0: care. Yeah, absolutely love it, Catherine's inspired. us. I think that the only thing we can do, Richie, t- tomorrow night on the show, we need to have each a Chinese omelette. Oh yes, please. Go back to the old days, Richie. Remember? Oh, yes. Back order. Or, can you remember your order
1: from back then? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> omelette, chips, lemon chicken. It's going to be a party tomorrow night on this show. You grew up um, look, looking around, so you know, various various homes—your like grandparents' home, maybe your parents' home—having the old uh, silver jubilee mugs and crockery. Uh, it's big in business the house. that stuff, isn't it? It's big business that stuff. People love it. the silver jubilee. Yeah. Then obviously 2012, you had the Queen's golden jubilee going on. All that kind yeah. of stuff. New marketing for that kind of thing. Well, we've got it all going on again this year—the incredible uh, 70th uh, year, uh, the platinum jubilee for the uh, the Queen coming up very very soon. Uh, So more cups, mugs and plates are being churned out for this one. Uh, There's a problem with the latest order that's come through. Uh, Nearly 11,000 cups, mugs and plates uh, have got a fault on them because somebody didn't check the spelling properly of Jubilee. (gasps) Underneath the picture of Her Majesty, uh, say the words, to commemorate the platinum Jubilee <laughs> of, <laughs> of <laughs> Queen platinum. Elizabeth II. Lovely Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, you know. Oh, mate. It, it was only a week or so on this show where I held my hands up and said I didn't check properly uh, the birth certificate of my eldest son. Oh, yes. Uh, and he got registered with the wrong name. I am not an attention to details <laughs> person, uh, so I can't laugh too wow. much at the person who didn't check the spelling of Jubilee properly. Imagine how they must be feeling right now. Now. That's just so bad, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, equally, as an aside, before we talk about other disasters of attention to detail, there is an opportunity here if you're in the market of only fools and horses uh, horses merchandise. Yeah. You you could probably resell them under that kind of uh, phrase. Well,
0: particularly when you, if you think about how Americans kind of view what life is like over here. Yeah. They probably just think that's
1: just how we normally say it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Jubbly, how's your father? That kind of thing. I think I know the answer to this. Have you ever had an attention to detail disaster? I I've one that still—I ha- mean,
0: unlike you, I've got no attention to detail whatsoever. But I've got one that still haunts me to this day. In my in my first ever job as an intern at the Western Daily Press newspaper oh, yeah. in Bristol, I phoned up and informed the wrong service station that they'd won toilet of the year. <laughs> Honest to God, I had to phone them back like half an hour later and just say, I'm so sorry I got it wrong. So, uh, even though it is now defunct, I want to apologise to Bridgewater Services. (laughs) Did they pick up? I bet they were celebrating (laughs) such prestige. Horrified. You could see them. They'd obviously been pouring champagne into little plastic glasses in the office. It was terrible, breaking that news.
1: So, look, whether it's uh, a faulty service station or uh, jubbly mugs, uh, do tell us about your attention to detail disasters, please. Reg says, I ordered our wedding table plan with all my mates' nicknames on rather than their proper f- <laughs> proper full <laughs> names. Had to pay £100 to get another one made. The
0: honey monster sat on table <laughs> five. Uh, Nick says, As I work for my local authority in the home care department. Every year, rates would change. So I'd have to send out letters explaining this. I accidentally wrote sorry for the incontinence instead of inconvenience to oh, 5,000 people. No. That could be a
1: winner, an early winner. 11,000 pieces of platinum Jubilee crockery. Uh, I've had to go back because uh, Jubilee has been spelt jubbly. Amazing. Uh, so, your attention to detail disasters, please. I
0: don't understand this one that's just come in. 812.15 in a Texas show, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, it says, when Ashley Giles was a spin bowler for Warwickshire, they made mugs with a lovely photo of him saying King of Spain.
1: Ah, uh, yes, because, you see, he was, a spin- he was a brilliant spin bowler, so he uh-huh. was meant to be the King of spin.
0: Oh, but and they, they put, put the, the A in. That's quite a bad mistake. I, again, uh, maybe some of these are down to autocorrect. It ruins your life on your
1: phone, doesn't it? good point. But for Ashley Jars it ended up being his nickname and everyone embraced it. <laughs> the King so, of Spain. <laughs> so he was kind of lucky for mm. it. Uh, John, tell us yours.
0: Well, basically, I used to work with the chap. His name was Martin. Uh and he, he didn't have the greatest relationship with his parents. They went on holiday, and they brought him a mug back with Malcolm on it. <laughs> 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 that's terrible. I don't know if that's a mistake, or they're just having a pop, do <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean?
1: <laughs> Possibly, yeah. The ultimate, uh, yeah. I'd wear that as a badge of honour. I'd bring that into work. That'd be <laughs> my work cup. Fantastic. It's amazing. <laughs> what a guy. I've got Ryan on
0: the line. Tell us your little details. Fail story, please, my friends. Well, when I was at school, oh, about 15
1: years ago, something like that, Uh, We had these school diaries which had our motto proudly printed on the cover of the school diary. Right. Our um, school motto was success for all. motto. That's a
0: brilliant motto. What school was it incidentally? It was Haunton Community College down in Devon. Nice one.
1: And uh, someone didn't do the spell check on it so the motto actually read SUCCESS FOR ALL. (laughs) Brilliant. So
0: it wasn't quite <laughs> successful for everyone. Amazing. So you admit, what, they missed the C from success? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was. And uh, to this day, every time something happens, I say, "Ah, oh, that's
2: a
1: success then. <laughs> <laughs> did they did they give you guys the school diaries or did they all go back? No, we used them for the year. That's amazing. I've got it somewhere. Um, Honerton
0: Community College aren't in need of any crockery, are they, at all? Because they've got <laughs> a load of stuff with Jubbly written on it that could be of use to them.
1: Hey, give them a shout. I'm sure they'd be uh, happy to... Take whatever you got going. Brilliant. Thanks for the story, Ryan. It's lovely. Great to hear
0: you guys. We're planning a party... And you're all invited, well not all of you, just a certain select few who've got a good story about why they need a night out. Let us explain Bush and Ritchie's Board Game Bonanza. Do you remember we were talking about doing this big get-together where we get together and play some board games right here in central London and have a few shandies and have a dance around? It's going to happen a week on Tuesday at an amazing uh, venue just around the corner from the radio station here. We're going to play some board games and just let off a bit of steam after what has been a, you know, it's been a tough year or so, isn't it really?
1: It has, so get in touch with us 8-12-15, pop us a text and why you are in need of a big night out. Why are you, Gemma?
2: Because my Christmas got written off by coronavirus.
1: Oh,
0: flipping hell. So what was that like then? What did you do during Christmas as soon as you had it?
2: <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just sat and watched Netflix. <laughs>
0: Blimey. And did you get to have a Christmas lunch and stuff, or did someone have to push someone under the door for you, or what? What was the score with the food? Oh,
2: we, we were meant to be going out to a pub, and they kindly did it as a takeaway. <laughs> oh, well.
0: <laughs> do you know there was? A, used to be a place around the corner from me in Bristol that used to do takeaway carvery meals. Wow. As we, you don't see that more often? No, you don't.
1: No. Carvery in like a, in a in a little little box is an amazing thing. Gemma, it won't take much for us to go down a bit of a wormhole and just talk about takeaway carvery. <laughs> <laughs> but we could easily do that <laughs> until seven, but we love for you to come and join us 15th of february uh, for our board game bonanza thank you it can be the Christmas party
0: you never had.
2: Brilliant. Thank you ever so much.
0: Tell us why you need a night out. Surely there's loads of reasons knocking around at the moment. i have got John on the line. Tell us why you need a night out, my friend.
1: Um Well, I've just had uh, my little girl's birthdays just before Christmas and after Christmas and Christmas as well, so I've had quite an expensive couple of months and a couple mm. of big bills to pay. Um, and so I haven't had a night out and I don't think I've got a night out in a while. And also, I'm not a big fan of Catan, so I think I need convincing on that one.
0: Well, this We've we've been on like a little campaign here on Home Time to to bring people into the fold of Catan's fantastic game. Uh, just going back to the kids' toys side of things. Uh, sometimes if you sat there watching Nickelodeon with your kids or whatever, is it is it just me thinking the price of toys these days is outrageous? <laughs> no. Oh, it's crazy, isn't
1: it? It's isn't it? crazy. Squishy bills and all that kind of stuff at the moment. Oh my goodness, yeah really is absolutely dreadful. <laughs> well John if you've had Christmas and birthday all very very close and other bills you're quite right you haven't got another night out on the horizon so let ours be that beacon for you. Yes. Oh that's fantastic. Thank you for so much guys. Really really appreciate that. We I'm can't wait forward to it so much. We
0: can't wait to see you and we're going to get the Catan table set up for you right now sunshine. <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Thank you very much. I need convincing on that one. Faye why do you need a night out? Well
2: I'm working from home, I've been working from home for the last two years now, so I'm getting pretty fed up with that, um, my husband has decided he's going to work away, so he's left me at home, cooking the dinner, looking after the kids, my cat keeps throwing up everywhere, oh, and bringing in mice to the house, and I'm having to do all the blue jobs.
0: <laughs> do you know what, you sound like um, a Cinderella type character from uh, an old Disney
1: cartoon, that's what I'm imagining at the moment.
2: I feel like a Cinderella character at
1: the moment. I really do. Well, Faye, if you want to join us in London for our board game bonanza, as long as you're not bringing any of these mice that the cat's bringing in, (laughs) you are welcome to join us. That
2: would be amazing. Thank
1: you so much. Uh, Have you got a frock? Have you got your glad rags that you can wear for this night, Faye? Well, I'm going to have to uh, get my
2: husband to buy me something now, aren't I? Seeing as he's left me on my own. All that work (laughs) he's
1: doing away, he can pay for it. (laughs) Exactly. That's the plan. We'll see you then.
2: wonderful. Thank you very much.
0: So there you go, folks. There's the the podcast for you. Uh, As we promised you at the beginning, it's now Richie's turn to look out the studio window and tell us what he can see.
1: Um...
0: Uh, motorbike parking area. Motorbike parking area. Richie's chosen a different window to the one that I used a bit earlier on, so...
1: It's not as fun. It's not quite as much fun. Really not as fun. Um, There's some posh apartments, but they've all got their blinds closed.
0: Posh apartments across the road, sometimes they leave their blinds open. It's like an Airbnb, and you can see people in bed. Yeah. No
1: such fun
0: tonight. No such fun tonight. Sorry if this is a little bit of a downer at the end of the podcast, but if we keep waiting, something will happen. There's a man walking into a bar. No, nothing else <laughs> is happening. <laughs> <laughs>